0: Welcome to Weekly Iman Boosters by Ikna Sisters. We've been trying to understand the concept of Adl or Justice in Islam. And we're trying to see how the concept is evolving through times. And today, inshallah, we'll be discussing how the concept of um, justice is being introduced to Meccan society in the middle of all this chaos, and how Muhammad, salam, despite being in minority, introduced this idea, um, introduced this idea of uh, justice and fairness to these people who don't know anything fair. Um, And one of the poets in pre-Islamic era explained the society and said these are the principles they wanted to live by. And the the verse says, whoever does not defend his property with arms will find it plundered, and whoever does not oppress others will find himself oppressed. And this is the complete anarchy Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is going to be dealing with, where people are willing to take out arms against each other at a moment's notice, it was a time where war broke out for very trivial reasons and went on for long years without any resolution. So when there were such rare occasions when there was a resolution and there was a call for establishing collective justice, just like in Hilful Fudul, which was an act of the virtuous and Muhammad Sallallahu was actually a part of it, he heavily praised it um, and, and, and he believed that no matter who it is that is carrying out justice, the act itself deserved to be praised. So it also tells us that just because a society has a lot of evils, it does not mean the society is devoid of any goodness in it. And Makkan society, despite it being an ignorant society, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam recognized this pact to be virtuous. Now moving on. One of the mottos, mottos of the society uh, uh, was, which Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam completely changed, changed the meaning of, was one of the motto of the society was, uh, um, help your brother, whether he is the oppressor or uh, the oppressed. So this is what they wanted to live by. They wanted to, um, just based on their uh, tribal identity, they wanted to support a person. It didn't matter who was fair or not. They just wanted to support the oppressor or the oppressed, as long as that person belonged to their tribe. They did not care about justice. So once a sahabi, radiallahu ta'ala, he heard Muhammad say the same thing, and he was very intrigued by it. And he asked Muhammad was like Muhammad I understand how to support an oppressed person um, in the middle of a conflict or in the middle of a problem, but I can. Could you explain how to support an oppressor? And Muhammad Sallallahu smiled and said, "Um, by uh, support him by by making him um stay away from oppression or support him in preventing oppression." And while he was one of on on um, one of these missions, while he was trying to talk to the oppressors or the people who had authority and who would discriminate against others based on wealth and power. Um, He was trying to explain the beautiful religion of Islam and trying to introduce the idea of justice and fairness and the the unique idea of uh, believing in the ultimate justice of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the judgment day. So he was introducing these concepts of um, aqeedah to the chieftains of various tribes. And this... Disabled and poor man who had a disability comes in his company. it Abdullah bin Maktuma. I was radiallahu who I was pretty sure all of you must have guessed that uh, incident. That this disabled and poor person shows up in the middle of this very important discussion, and Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam just frowned and looked away. And just that very act um, is called out by Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. In the Qur'an, in Surah Abbas, Abbas abatawalla, he frowned and looked away. And jaa'ahu uh, because there came to him a blind man, interrupting. So, subhanAllah, this is, this is, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not want the foundation to be crooked. So, equality is what we believe in. Fairness is what we believe. Everybody will get equal opportunity, equal chance. Nobody is going to be respected more or less just based on their wealth or status in the society. So this is one message that is going out from Muhammad Wasallam In the middle of a society that is complete craziness. No one cared about the weak. No one cared about the oppressed. People could beat their slaves up to death and no one would speak up. This is a society where nobody had rights. These slaves, women, poor people did not have rights. Only uh, people in uh, who had wealth and some sort of political, were in political position, um, they were the movers and shakers of the society. No one else had a right to say anything at all. And if we uh, look at the incident of Hazrat um, Bilal, radiallahu anhu, that after he believed the way he was tortured, and the way, and what he was inflicted to, he was beaten day in and day out. He was tortured every single day in the middle of extreme, extreme scorching heat. And nobody would have said anything. But here is Abu Bakr Allah ta'ala, calling his master out. It was like, what are you doing? You're, you're beating a person up. You're persecuting this slave because he said, Allah is my Rabb. So based on religious uh, differences, that because he believes in one Lord, that's why you're going to do this to him. And mind you, this is, it may sound normal to us now, but that is not the society where slaves were defended at all. Let alone it being a black slave. Subhanallah. And, um, you know, Umayyah bin Khalaf, uh, when uh, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu paid a very hefty price for his freedom and he bought Hazrat uh, Bilal bin Rabah radiallahu ta'ala anhu and he freed him, uh, Umayyah bin Khalaf said, you know, I would have sold him to you for a fraction of the amount. And, um, Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, I would have paid ten times the amount. Subhanallah. That's how much he valued. And this slave which is insignificant and who, whose value no one can assess at this point is given so much value. And this is, this is making a statement of, of dignifying people, dignifying slaves. And here we are 100 years after the Civil War and 60 years after the Civil Rights Movement still fighting for justice, still fighting against police brutality. Subhanallah. Now we know that the persecution of these slaves and new Muslims, weak and vulnerable people, um, their persecution did not end with um, Bilal's freedom. Um, it just continued and it got worse and worse and worse. And one more lesson which we can learn from the Prophet ﷺ, that he constantly looked for avenues uh, while struggling to establish justice. He kept on looking for avenues and environments which were would be more conducive uh, to practice social justice. And when he saw these people being persecuted so badly, he advised them to migrate to Abyssinia. And he recognized uh, the sense of fairness of Najashi. So that is something also which we need to t- keep in mind that one constantly needs to strive for justice and look for avenues of justice where justice can be practiced um, for the betterment of the people in society. Now, moving on, I will quote something that is something uh, that is very heavily quoted, especially in this day and age in on social media forums. Um, it says, first they came for the Jews and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. And then they came uh, for the communists, but I did not speak out because I was not a communist. Then they came for the trade unionists, uh, but I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for me and there was no one left to speak out for me. Now, that being said, I want to leave you... um, with two very very beautiful hadith. and this is usually a commonly misunderstood concept or perhaps we're too complacent with it that unless or until it bothers us it's it's not my problem and i will not speak out against it um and it's it's it's, it's all of us it's that it, this problem is rampant on an individual level so this is a self check for all of us so, um, this is um, one time a Sahabi uh, who asked Muhammad, Muhammad, salam, I really want to know what's the best form of jihad. And Muhammad salam, said that it's the a word of truth in front of a tyrannical ruler. So, speaking out um, in favor of oppressed or um, against oppression in front of a ruler, that is the biggest form of jihad. So um, no matter how unfavorable the environment is, you have to speak out. The other hadith um, I wanted to leave you with, and inshallah, that would be the um, last thing um, we talk about uh, today. It's uh, one time Muhammad said, whoever among you sees evil, let him change it with his hand. So by doing something about it. And it says, if he is unable to do so, then with his tongue. So you can, you know, create awareness or say things about it or say things, come out against it by saying things against it. And then it says, if he is unable to do so, then with his heart. And that is the weakest level of faith. And with that, inshallah, I'll leave you. Assalamu salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.